How's it, everyone? We are the Joystick Show. Your three favorite friends from Hawaii are back to talk about the latest things we've read, watched, or played. We'll share our shtick with you, so thanks for sticking around. If you fancy what you're here, as always, please like and subscribe on anywhere you can find podcasts uh, and or whichever one you use the most, because that makes sense. And just to let you know, I'm your co-host, Drake. That's <laughs> Thomas. Hey, yeah, they, it's funny, like, uh, yeah, I think they would know it's you, hopefully by now, unless it's your first time, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes, I mean, they, I, I don't show a lot of shoulders on here, That's so I true. feel like, ooh, who's that guy with shoulders? Your shoulders would have threw everybody um, off, you know, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, they're like, what's going on there? <laughs> but let's, uh, let's talk about your background for a little bit, uh, <laughs> you're, so you're staying in the Amityville Horror House, how are you loving it? <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> That's <laughs> too good. Yeah, that's too good. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, better... It's also based in Michigan, too. So. Yes. Bad, oh, is it really? You know, better... I think so. Better Wi-Fi than I was expecting. So, let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. Wood is a transmitter. It brings nutrients from the ground up to the trees, so it only makes sense that it works with Wi-Fi. Yeah, it holds in ghost bodies a lot better than your typical houses. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. It looks... I mean, it. this is the idea, I think, of... You know, shiplap and natural wood. Right. Uh, it looks like you have a uh, oil lamp behind you just for the effect. Um, I'm loving it. Yeah. You know what? You're right. It does. Yeah. So I'm out of town currently right now, um, uh, zooming in from afar, from across the country. And uh, yeah, it does look like an oil lamp. Check out our YouTube so you can see it. It's kind of, I got my truly in front of us as well. But yeah, you're right. It's, yeah. you know, it's working, man. We're we're doing it. I could cut out any yeah. second right now, so you know you're warned. You've been warned. Yeah. And if you the joystick show cabins, right, right. What? I was just gonna say too. If I get like slowly murdered from behind you, like use this video as evidence for like ghost hunters. Because yeah. yeah, if there's a face behind happen. you, I'm gonna immediately let you know because that would be super scary. <laughs> yeah. Now um, I'm going to be constantly looking for it the whole time we're doing this. Yeah. Or like the glass reflection is kind of Just thing a too. face so. pops up yeah, on this side. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> freaking me out already. Okay. <laughs> it's almost like someone's trying to secretly invade you. Ooh, nice. I like that. Yes. Good segue. Yeah. We will be talking Secret Invasion finale. You weren't <laughs> able to watch it yet. No problem. We'll briefly go over it. Um, TMNT Mutant Mayhem has just come out, and we have an Ahsoka trailer that we never got to talk about. We have a Loki trailer Loki that trailer, just yeah. came out. Uh, I saw the first episode of Twisted Metal, and you saw Joyride, the movie, which I really, really wanted to see. So let's kick it off with... TMT, you were kind of talking about how us now, we kind of, or I guess kids now, just kind of get recycled things from when we were kids. You know? Like, yeah, like you you hit it on the head. Whenever we've seen, what we've seen now that's become popular in, I guess, for the youth is a lot of like Disney things where they're trying to revamp original characters, right? Live like, action remakes. How can I make Little Mermaid? Yeah. I, they're not they're not good, but kids dig them. Kids dig, I guess, watching something that represents some sort of live action thing that they can relate to now because it came out during their time. And same thing with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like you talked about off air, 
they were voiced by literal kids. And yeah. for me personally, I want to watch it because of the art. But in thinking about it from a little kid's standpoint to have that kind of representation and noticeably – if you did that with something like Power Rangers, that'd be super awesome. But for you and I, TMNT, Power Rangers, all these 90s things are coming back tenfold. And now we can share that with the youth and we can still enjoy it too because they're trying to make it great for everyone. And I think that's a great approach um, to entertainment. Yeah. I mean, with the TMNT of it all, I think Seth Rogen, I mean, who helped write it, I think him and the other guy who helped write Super Bad. So somehow mm. Nickelodeon was like, oh, yeah, the guys that do su Super Bad do a kid's cartoon. Somehow that worked out. But he said the one thing that's been neglected. Sorry, folks, a little bit of technical difficulties because he's in a horror cabin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So just wait a couple of seconds. Yeah, but basically, what Seth Rogen was saying was the one thing that's been neglected is is the teenage part of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, you know, like now they actually are teenagers, so I think it's going to be good. It looks like they had a blast. Um, Seth Rogen talked a lot about, you know, doing voice acting roles and stuff. And normally he's like, you don't even meet your castmates till the red carpet. And he's like, he's like, forget that. For this one, we're putting all of them in a room together. And then they did. So wow. I'm sure the vibe so is more lively because of it. Yeah. He kind of took a almost like a teacher approach, right? Like, get everybody in the room together, get everybody to know each other. They vibe a little bit better. You know, yeah. those differences can become similarities. Seth Rogen, maybe he's bringing children together slowly, like a educator, but in a different way. I feel like when you say that out loud too long, it sounds real creepy. So, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that was TMNT. We got some trailers, like we said, that just came out. Um, one that we didn't get to talk about recently, though, was the Ahsoka trailer, which was the Ahsoka. last one. I think it comes out on your birthday, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, which that's pretty fantastic. Hopefully, I'll be off of work. Probably not. But your first <laughs> so, reaction to Ahsoka? I know uh, you recently, more recently, watched Rebels, and you started to dig it. How are you feeling? The vibes? I know they uh, through the trailer they switched up a couple things, but I thought that's kind of cool. Maybe we'll roll with it. Yeah. So first off, I think the trailer by itself looks awesome. I mean, the mm. Soka character and the Rosario Dawson casting, it seems like it just perfectly fit. Perfect. Yeah. Right. I mean, she's so good. I mean, I don't know anything bad that, you know, Rosario Dawson's done, but except for Haunted Mansion, which doesn't seem to be <laughs> killing the box office right now. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> I, I think it looks fantastic. It's got the right feel, the right beat to it. It feels more samurai movie than old. Western, which I really dig, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know for people who haven't watched Rebels, I don't know how they're gonna like it. And so, I'm really <sighs> curious to see the response once the show yeah. comes out. If people are like, Yeah, I really dig this, you know, or you know, are there gonna be so many things you need to understand from Rebels to enjoy it? I don't know, I think that's yet to be seen, but the trailer looked awesome. What, what do you think? No, same, same. I, I uh, the thing that stood out to me is like Sabine Wren. Yeah, and kind of some some minor changes. I do love that actress. Um, she, I think she fits that role quite perfectly. I think to see also a lot of the Mandalorian situation come back into the fold, it it's almost like a turn turnstile for what we've seen with uh, uh, Book of Fett and also uh, Mandalorian. 
So I, 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 hopefully people who have watched both those things kind of seamlessly engage like, oh, this is familiar. I've seen a Luke Skywalker before. That's Ahsoka. I've seen uh, a Mandalorian before with uh, uh, Din Djarin. So True. that's Sabine. Now they're mashing it up together. It's tons of action. This backstory that, you know, we've always kind of wanted to talk about Thrawn and we get to see a live action situation yeah. about it as well. Uh, what so. do you think about Thrawn? Did you think he looked good or cool? I... I know that actor from uh, what is that called? Uh, Sherlock. Oh, okay. And some some other things, and he plays a great bad guy. I think I've seen a lot of animated Thrawn face, and I like that a lot in terms of like the length of it, the nose. I think the character has the uh, general vibe and mood and demeanor. I just the look kind of is a little bit different, but I, I don't know if that's going to be a deal breaker for me. How about yeah, you? Yeah, because he's the I mean, he is the voice on Rebels for the character. Yeah. So it's like uh, the voice is going to be spot on because it is him. But yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, it doesn't quite look like the animated one. But I mean, he's a scars guard. So I feel like yeah. they're always amazing and everything. He's yeah, probably going to kill stuff. it. But uh, yeah, should just make a movie called Scars Guards. And then they, all they do is act towards each other. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. just all of them. Like the dad. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, shoot, they're slowly yeah. taking over Star Wars. Now it's the dad that's been in Andor. This Scars Guard yeah. has been in Ahsoka. Now you just need the, the two other ones, the one that did it and then the one from Succession. Yeah. And then you got them all. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Automatic. Uh, Oscar award winning if all the scars guards are scars guards. Right? Just put the mom in it and game over. Yeah. You know, and you're going to go. Speaking of Grammy award winning, or did I say Grammy award winning or yeah. Oscar award winning? Which one's the one for, for things we watch? For movies, Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Oscars. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Um, do you think <laughs> that the critically acclaimed series Loki for its second season will also reach that critical acclaim based on what you've seen in the trailer? Yeah, man. Uh, the, I thought the trailer was superb. It looked okay. fire. Like it looks like it picks up, and it, it does seem to pick up right where season one leaves off. And yeah. I mean, he's wearing the same suit. We've got Loki and Mobius back together, which was a hit yeah. last season. Great tandem. Yeah, and then you have Ke Kwan right in the beginning, yeah. and he just is so perfect. I feel like in this role already. I'm glad that he's getting all of this, uh, you know, highlight and shine, love, yeah. yeah, and love again because of the everything, everywhere, all at once. But he seems so perfect for it. Uh, I'm super stoked that they got Ke Kwan in here, and then just yeah, I... more action. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. A lot more action. I, I The one thing that stood out to me the most from that trailer was like, man, I can't believe that Disney made everything everywhere all at once canon in the Star, in the Star Wars <laughs> universe or the Marvel universe. Because um, it played – to me, it's, it, it was almost like I was watching it. Not because um, Quan was in there, but because like how it flowed it felt very not random not not too out of this way kind of how um like sausage fingers but it did give <laughs> me that those sort of vibes yeah yeah um, all we need is so i was excited michelle yo to come in with sausage fingers though and it'd be like oh okay <laughs> yeah yeah i think i've seen this we're getting a part two yeah no you're right i mean everything exists uh, in the multiverse so there's one universe where k kwan uh became ob in loki so it's there, yeah, man. It's, it all connects. It connects. And uh, you said when does that when does that series come out? So I think that comes out October of this year. Uh, oh, it's, it's got a little bit of time. time. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do with the Jonathan Majors of it all. Like that seems a little. 
like sus. I think it just depends on. Luckily, they haven't made a verdict if he's guilty or innocent. But man, if he goes guilty, I'm sure this is the last time we see Jonathan Majors in the MCU. I know, but how perfect to he's in a villainous role in his life, potentially allegedly. Mm-hmm. But to me, like just, he's such a great actor. Like I, let that dude act. It's not like Ezra Miller's a you know an award win, an Oscar award winner slash Grammy award winner. You know what I mean? Yeah. But slash Jonathan Majors. He's a heavy, you know, Emmy award winning. I don't know. That's daytime TV. Man, that guy was but, on the rise, though. I mean, yeah. I would, I mean, let that guy villain if he wants to villain. I think it just adds to the allure. Like, if he was still in it, mm-hmm. I know people would um, boycott it, but I would watch it because I'm like, oh man, I'm like how how method is this guy going? You yeah. know? Okay. Do you, <laughs> do, do, do you feel that way? If the, if the same could be said about Ezra Miller or Kevin Spacey. You think, you think Kevin Spacey should, like, if he gets to be a villain, would you go and be like, yeah, I'm watching this new Kevin Spacey movie? I mean, if there's, you know, a lot of young boys in it, probably not, but <laughs> oh Kevin Spacey God. was so good in House of Cards. He like, he was. Uh, yeah, he was. We're taking you know? the artist away from the art here. We're not saying he's a great guy or anything like that, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, like, he's so good. At, he, he makes that show so good. He does. Um, yeah. Ezra Miller. Uh, he, what, what else was he in aside from the flash? I don't know. They they were in a very like really shitty version of a Harry Potter movie that I didn't watch. Well, he has, I can't really make a case for Ezra Miller, but for (laughs) the other two in terms of what they've accomplished. What else has Ezra Miller done? No idea. No idea. I mean, he's one of the first Ezra's to ever be talked about as much as Ezra has. Right. Uh, and not Bridger, because that's where then we're going back to Ahsoka. We already did that. And we've already, we've, we've already we've passed already that, gone so there. moving forward. Oh, oh yeah, last yeah, thing yeah. I will say, though, it is, it is on the Ahsoka side of it. It is tough to see – oh, man, I'm totally blanking on his name right now. But he plays uh, the new non-Jedi guy um, with uh, the orange lightsaber. I forgot what his name is right now. Oh, not Ezra Bridger, but the Kanan. Not Kanan. No, no, no. Oh, the, vil- the bearded yeah, guy. Yeah, the villain. Yeah, the bad guy. Yeah, with Shiakti Mundi or whatever um, his yeah, yeah, Padawan yeah. is. Yeah, it's Ray Stevenson, I want to say. Oh, yeah, okay. It's tough to see and him he... because I just watched RRR recently again, and he just like uh... – he seemed like a good guy, and everybody really liked him, and he put in so much time doing all these things. So, yeah, I, I hope the show's good for his sake. You know, wow, yeah. Anyways, um, sorry. Uh, R.I.P. to uh, what is his? Uh, what's his name from? Uh, what is that called? Uh, Ray Stevens. Dang it! I don't remember what it's called. Wow, this is a, we, Euphoria. Euphoria. Oh God, we got yeah. him too, and Pee Wee R- Herman. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, to all those uh, all those actors who did something. I mean, Angus Cloud, like that. Kid was on the rise. He, I mean, literally a kid. He's only 25 years old. So sad. Um, he was doing a bunch of different ads, and I really wanted to see what was going to happen to him post this last season of Euphoria. So that's just a bummer. Yeah, just, you know, check on your people. Make sure everybody's okay. And, you know, times can be tough. And, yeah, just, just look out for people because you never know. You never know. It's uh, definitely not like jumping into a car that has – you know, homing missiles and machine guns <laughs> and driving across the desert and killing other guys oh, yeah. in a similar type of car, but maybe a different model. So it looks different. Twisted Metal. Uh, Twisted Metal episode one. Did you get to, you got to, 
see the see the thing yes so i did get to watch episode one and i started episode two didn't get to finish it but surprisingly fun and like not okay. as dumb as i thought it was gonna be yeah because in the trailers it looked pretty dumb it looked kind of maybe maybe not yeah a little like janky a little bit like all right i guess they're just doing this for a cash grab but anthony mackie so fun in it uh the premise uh, is kind of interesting you know like a big war or outbreak happens or something and all the cities major cities start walling them up and then people have to basically drug run supplies mm-hmm. from city to city and he's one of those Drugs. yeah those runners and yeah it's it pretty good so far um i laughed a little bit the action was crazy like it's pretty violent you know and, and twisted metal was a very okay. violent game but there's like yep. people's face getting shot off and i'm like oh wow, wow. but then you throw in these wow. jokes and it like kind of works <laughs> and, yeah and so i'm really really it's, digging it right uh, now Awesome. I, it reminded me of like if the hills have eyes was a comedy. Oh shit, that might work, man. <laughs> I I check that out. I mean, do you ever, yeah, did you ever watch Blood and Honey? The Winnie the Pooh. Blood and honey. Uh, no, movie? Uh, no, I did not. We gotta, we gotta uh, check did that. You watch no, it? we gotta check that out sometime. I'm curious. Okay. I'm just like curious, you know, like how'd they mess with yeah. Winnie the Pooh, and make it like fucking gnarly. I don't know. <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> It did, I feel like that'd be so creepy. I've seen some of the the still shots of it, and like I just imagine seeing that in the in like the outside world, and I get like <sighs> I get aggressive. I'm like, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna jump on Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. Or is he gonna suck me uh, in with his honey? You know what I mean? He's gonna honey pot me. He's gonna honey pot you big time. I thought you were gonna say I don't want to see him pop up, and then I thought you were gonna say your window, and then I was gonna be like, motherfucker, why are you bringing oh. something up about the window? I'm already freaked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's nothing out there. I don't see any. Nothing yet. Nothing yet. Coast is clear. Nothing yet. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Are, what about um, you? Like, based on that, knowing that the first episode's pretty decent, uh, and you have Beatrice, you know, from, uh, what is it, Brooklyn Nine-Nine in there, Anthony Mackie kills oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about what? Like, are you going to check it out? I, I think yes. And I think for me, the vibe that I'm getting from it, from what you said and kind of from what I've seen, obviously I'll, I'll get into the, the episodes a lot deeper when I, when I get to watch them, but to, I think this could be a thing that A, could be, you know, genre opening and B, if it does well in the first season, imagine how much more individuals they can bring into the fold and twisted metal, bring out the lore a little bit more. And then you got a lot more, um, like imagine if they were able to get Tom Cruise, you know, doing some sort of character <laughs> base in there, just getting in more people, just like how Brooklyn Nine Nine did. And right. I'm not saying just because the actress Beatrice is in there is that, that it's going to go they that way, but I think Andy Samberg. And then they have yeah. like, uh, you know, two Colin Farrell, <laughs> two guys who eat sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Spacey, like all these guys Kevin should just Spacey. come in. <laughs> God. Yeah. Well, as long as he's the villain. Uh-huh uh yeah yeah <laughs> joking we talked about it we mentioned it earlier yes um but from from one ride to another i watched uh joyride the other day oh yeah um, dude i've been wanting to watch it i like speaking about everything every all at once they had uh the daughter in that movie right yes uh what is her name stephanie sue she's good man that cat yeah she was also in marvelous miss mazel too and she killed it there yep yes um they had ashley park from uh emily in paris they had sherry cola from another uh cw show i don't remember Mm. um and then sabrina Wu, who i think is a stand-up comedian oh um 
And they also had that one super hot Asian dude from, uh, uh, what is that Asian movie where crazy rich, crazy Asians? rich Asians? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Which yeah. one was it? The main, um, main husband. It guy? was the, the guy who was getting married the Australian Asian. Oh, man. the first wedding they go to like where the boyfriend. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so nice. that dude's in it. And so the movie in itself is very, we've seen it before. But it's just an all Asian cast, and then you get a lot more of the um the Asian happenings that you and I can relate to. Yeah. Um, so it felt that way. That's cool. On the other side, some things are so like super farcical. Um <laughs> some things were like parodying things from other parried parodying, not pa- parodying. Parodying birds? Petting. Pet padding. Parocling. Carbon pernoxide. All onto uh, like like um, these you know traveling movies where the girls don't get along, um, okay. and then now they're getting along. But there's like this big thing, and then funny. It's like a, it's like a it's not necessarily as clever as Bridesmaids, but that movie Bridesmaids is very how kind of the situations kind of occur, uh, right? There's these individuals that fit these um, archetypes mm-hmm. and then they kind of work together, but in a more like Asian dynamic. Yeah. Um, Would you say it's like and some, that awesome movie that Alondra bought on my Amazon prime girls trip? Um, it, yeah, very much. <laughs> very much. So. I was like, so sorry. Hilarious. I bought it. And I was like, uh, Oh sweet. Yeah. This movie we're going <laughs> to watch one time ever. Forever. Sick, I mean, since it? you own it, right? Like that's your favorite movie. Bro, right? I love, like, yeah. I've watched it like yeah, girl's trip. zero times since then, but yeah, <laughs> we got it. Uh, but anyways, the, uh, there's, there's moments in here. So for example, I'm just going to give you a little context. There's moments in here where it's like outwardly sexual. And because we haven't seen Asians in those roles in, uh, movies, right. shows, we've only gotten I think Wong. that's, yeah, I, I, they, they're trying to do those things in here to kind of give more representation is what it felt like for me. It's not like I'm saying it wasn't a funny movie because there was points in time where I was like rolling on the ground laughing. At the same point in time, I think it fills a very specific um, representation like stuff. Quota, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm glad that that's the case and I'm glad that that kind of helps to widen the genre for other actors and showing – especially Asian actors in roles that they would never be typecast for. Yeah, for sure. And um, – Yeah, because when, when would so, there be for – like Asian girls that are in a comedic, like a sexually comedic movie. Yeah. You'll never see that. Cause usually the, the Asian person is a nerd or they're, you know, too smart or they're the doctor. It's right, like right. not necessarily unattainable, but in a very stereotypical role. Yeah. And it's not like you don't have that here, but you definitely have it in a more, um, I wouldn't say subdued, but a, a more strategic way. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. uh, some of that is, so essentially, the main character wants to uh, needs to close this deal, but she can't close this deal because she's meeting a Chinese businessman. The Chinese businessman wants to meet her mom, but she was adopted. And so she's trying to find her mom mm. in China mm. because that's where she thinks she was adopted from. And they go through this whole thing of going to China and she's feeling, you know, I'm in my roots and like this feels good and blah, blah, blah. Things are good. And all of a sudden, French twist added something that's like completely insane She's a and dude. Then it just kind of steamrolls right yeah um and then you get to the point of uh, it all breaks down 
and then uh, you get your climax, and then everything kind of and then puts they climax in a brand new way. Yeah, and yeah, and nice. you know it. It only airs this movie only airs at twelve a.m. just because it is kind of like a Skinamax type situation. But uh, you know, better for Asians everywhere. So nice. Okay, go watch it if you have some time. I think you. I think you'd like yeah, it. Yeah, I think you sold me on it. Did you like this or No Hard Feelings better? Oh, I think I liked. That's tough. I think I like this better. Um, because right. I think it does a lot more. I think, uh, no hard feelings is, it kind of feels like a silver linings playbook meets like an old tropey, like, um, thirst trap movie. Okay. Meets like, uh, she's, she's that, she's got that something or the, she's all that? One where they make the, yeah. Where they make the nerd into the pretty oh, girl. Right, the right. Prom one. Yeah. Kind of, like it kind of yeah. gave me that kind of situational vibes, um, but yeah, uh, I would say Joy Ride for sure over that other. Right movie. on, that's a big review, man. And I, yeah, oh, I yeah. definitely wanted to watch it. I'm, I think uh, this is a movie I think I'm gonna pay for just because I want to, you know, I want to represent. I want to make sure that it's, you know, given the the due it deserves, if that makes sense. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to help it out, but it looks super funny. I'm just bummed. I didn't get to watch it yet, but hell yeah. I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, secret invasion finale. Oh, Oh, Oh boy. Oh boy. So just, just to head this off, I did not watch it. You, uh, sadly did. I know we talked a (laughs) little, yeah, you sadly did. We talked a little bit about it, um, off air, but, Go ahead and get into it. Tell me why you've had to start seeing a therapist and you are now secretly invading or escaping from this secret invasion finale. Yeah, I, I wish this show was the reason I had to see a therapist, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad I have therapy because of this finale because it was like, yeah. what the fuck are you guys doing? It just, it, <laughs> man, there was so much that was good about this season and there was so much about the season that I really really liked. I thought Samuel L. Jackson was killing it. Olivia Coleman killing it. Uh, ben Mendelsohn just killing it. And then, uh-huh. you know, and then we get some characters die in it, right? Maria Hill right off the bat. We eventually get Talos. Sorry, this is going full spoilers if you haven't. Yeah, Talos dies, right? And then there's just no payoff for it. Like, we finally get the reveal that Rhodey's a scroll, and, you know, I don't think that surprised really anybody if you've been on the internet, but it just didn't really land in a way that you're like, oh my god, yeah, because somehow Fury realizes Rhodey's a scroll and confronts him about it, or I guess, like, has a moment where he realizes it, and then he confronts him again off screen like it's just weird like he realizes it off screen so there's so many payoffs that could have been big payoffs at the end that we never get because they're fake outs and so it's like two scrolls there was a scroll pretending to be fury with gravic and the whole time it's leading you to this gravic's gonna fight fury and then when they start fighting boom Fury turns into Gaia, and that's the big payoff. So all of these things that they're saying to each other doesn't really ever get to come to be. It's like if I had an issue with you for years, and then finally we get to have this big chat, and then boom, turns out it's Christina or Scott. You're like, what the heck? You know what I mean? And it just didn't – it just really kind of felt like it was a letdown. 
There was a bunch of stuff like that in this episode that just really never gave you a great, just, what's the word I'm looking for? Just satisfying conclusion. Yeah, so it was weird. Uh, I had, it ends in a big CG fight, and then Gaia summing, somehow, I mean, they both do, Gravik and Gaia get every MCU character's powers, including villains. So now wow. she goes from being this unknown character to seemingly the most powerful character in the whole MCU. Okay. Yeah, um, it's just like, wait, what? And so, yeah, and just there's a part where I'm sure you've even seen this. Her arm turns into Drax's arm, so she has like a Drax arm and like oh, the wow. Emily Amelia Clark body, and it looks so ridiculous. It just looks yeah, it sounds dumb. It just looks dumb. I, <laughs> um, I think there's like a Rick and Morty where um, Morty <laughs> gets the the a giant arm and nothing else. You know, it, it's like that. Yeah, I from what you have just said, I'm not super stoked on that. I think weird. I, I'm trying to make a case for it, right? Because we talked about how like the entry was AI driven, or I'm sorry, the the opening yeah, scenes yeah, the were AI driven, and so yeah, you're meant to kind of feel thrown off because this is not typically what you see in Marvel, and like it's such a, like a linear kind of like uh, angular uh, representation in terms of this animation, so maybe the secret invasion is is going to be like wanda-esque where it's kind of throwing us around not necessarily genre bending but like it makes us think one thing and then it goes into another maybe it gets answered hopefully i mean i'm just trying to be positive about it but to be honest what you said it sounds like it's a dud. dude good um, job because you're doing it i think what would be more interesting is if rick and morty was capable of spanning every single like ip like if you know you saw him in indiana jones for somehow or uh, you now they're in the Powerpuff Girls, and with they're just and going through everything. Yeah, like if they just <laughs> broke the eighth barrier, you know what I mean? Like they're just in everything, and they just become this cultural icon, which it kind of seems like they're being such a huge tangent. Anyway, getting <laughs> no, back was to like, the Secret Invasion, we're back on Ricky Morty. I was like, dude, I have not watched that Rick, much Ricky Morty. Yeah, I'm at a yeah. loss right now, man. But yeah, uh, no, you, you. I think I see what you're saying though, where. It was like, oh, maybe they wanted to make you think one thing and it turns out something. And I, I think if that's the direction they were going, they took a big swing and they took a massive Fail. miss. Yeah. Yep. Like, they just failed and, and it just didn't really work really well. Um, Fury and his wife end up going back up in the spaceship and it turns out to be yeah. this thing with him and his wife when you thought it was – Scrolls are invading the government and they're trying to topple and make the US government start a war. And then at the end, it's just the US government is now trying to hunt down all the scrolls in the universe. And it's about fear. And then Fury's like, peace out. I'm gone. I'm going to go back to my spaceship with my wife. And you're like, wait, what? So it just gets so confusing. Wow. We get to see the real Rhodey. Uh, he is in that, those like mind melting things in like the, in basically this radiation filled station. So all these humans are just sitting in radiation for whoever, however long. And he comes out wow. and you, he's like, how long, uh, I forgot what his name, agent Ross goes, Oh, how old or how long have you been in here? And he just doesn't answer. The only wow. hint as to how long he's been in there is that they have to ca- carry him out of there because his legs don't work. So 
Some people are thinking, has this been since Civil War? Meaning, and if it was since Civil War, does that mean when we saw him in Infinity War and Endgame, it was a scroll? And that whole time he's watching Tony Stark die, and then at his funeral with his kids, it was just a scroll. It just was really, it's just weird. Uh, nothing too many solidified. Questions. Too many questions, man, yeah. and and too many unsatisfying endings. I don't really know what they're thinking with this one. Um, again, I liked a lot of it going into the sixth episode, but that sixth episode just did not bring it all together in a satisfying way. And I think a lot of people online can say. You know, that could be the case for a lot of these Disney Plus shows. You know, it's like they just at the end and the she and she'll even teased them, teased the MCU about it. It's like, what did you expect? A big CGI battle? And then we got a CGI battle here with no real satisfying ending. It's like you guys have teased it in a different show and then you're doing the same thing you teased in this latest show, Secret Invasion. It's so weird. I, I don't know what they were thinking, but hopefully it makes sense when we see the Marvels. But I think the Marvel, this has caused the Marvels even more legwork to do rather than setting it up nicely. Like, oh my God. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Okay, we just saw Fury do all this awesome shit. And it's like, I don't know if we get that now with the Marvels. But we'll see. Brutal. Um, scathing review. <laughs> yeah. Um but I, to be honest, like I, it's for me, it's not par for the course, but, uh, you'll notice that a lot of the things that we're getting in the series versions and you know me, I love me a series. <laughs> it's, if it's series. not doing what it's, it's supposed to be doing. So for example, from, for myself in terms of the greater Marvel universe and character building, et cetera, et cetera. What did, what was She-Hulk really? What was and Wanda was great, but in the build up to um, Multiverse of Madness, like it did, obviously that didn't hit as hard. And I think some of these things that are backed by uh, these series only very like maybe a, a, a five to eight percent have been successful, not only in series but also adding to the grander Marvel universe. Do you feel like what needs what needs to take place? What do you need to see in? the marvels to make this series secret invasion worth it or do, or do you need to see like a fantastic four where they get into it as well too like what do you need to see in order for it to make sense yeah i just think that the marvel just has to be a good movie and that fury has to be good like it has to be good like that if you're gonna do the whole wife thing which was a big plot point in this series like that has to play some how into the Marvels, but the Marvels just needs to be good. I mean, Marvel online is getting raked over the coals every day for like, to your point, you know, have these series been worth it? Have they added more to the Marvel universe or have they torn it apart? And I've liked a lot of them. Uh, there's nothing I really dislike. I mean, you know, Sally She-Hulk was probably the lowest on the list for me. In terms of like what I liked, I actually liked the She-Hulk finale more than I liked the show itself. I know people are like, "Oh, that's crazy," and they hated the finale, which is you know to each their own. I I guess I understand why they hated it, but um, I've liked the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I liked a lot of Moon Knight. I liked a lot of Loki. I liked WandaVision. So I mean, I, I've liked more than I've disliked, but these shows, for some reason, at the end, it always seems to be something completely different than what we started with. And it doesn't always carry that tone through. And and this one, I just really don't understand what they were, were going for. It just seemed like 
you know, in a spy thriller and Fury being one step ahead of everybody, it just really felt like whoever was the least stupid won. And that's, wow. you know, that to me, that that screams maybe not great writing. I don't know. Yeah. There was a lot of reshoots for this show. And maybe because of reshoots, it screwed things up. I don't know. But yeah, it just, it didn't land, I think, the way I wanted to. And I usually like everything Marvel, at least a little bit. Yeah, this one was just yeah. like, wait, what? It, it just really confused me. So yeah, I hope wow. the Marvels is good, man. And, and I really like the cast of the Marvels. I think that they... You know, seeing those three women together, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and Spectrum, or Photon, depending on what they're calling her, I really like all those actresses together. So, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I just hope it's good. Yeah, I'm I'm on the same kind of step. I think Marvel did such a or Disney Marvel did such a great job at giving us um, Infinity War and Endgame, and that kind of very much like climax and you know sometimes when uh you hit that you get a little bit tired um you're maybe not as functionable as possible you know the to get you to that climax again you gotta really get aroused especially after some of that um you know release initially so i I, hopefully we're building to that again i i they have been teasing us a little bit making us a little bit more aroused in terms of like the loki trailer uh in terms of seeing what we get to see um, what's being pushed back so they can refine a little bit more. Um, so hopefully if, you know, we're able to get to that point again where, um, you know, Marvel will just keep, uh, stroking our creative slash, you know, very salivary egos when it comes to Marvel. Maybe we can reach that climax again. Oh man. I don't know if you should say stroking and then salivary in like one yeah, yeah, yeah. sentence, but you did. I know it, it sounded very, um, physical, but I was only talking about Marvel and comic books and things. So oh, just, okay. Wow. What a letdown. You know, you know, um, wink, 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 so, wink. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, do you think the superhero fatigue is real? Or you do think, or do you just think Marvel's just not putting out the hits like it used to? I think, um, and a, and you could have a different answer. I only give you A and B. No, no, but no. You I, might have a C. I, I think it's a it's a combination of both, but I think they both teeter totter. They're on a seesaw of imbalance because yes, we are getting some fatigue because we've we've now seen all of our characters that we love in the Avengers and the Marvel role become established individuals. And we also know that they need to move on from those roles because they're actors. And now we have to deal with this adjustment period. And so that fatigue is, is hard. And on top of that, now Marvel has set such a huge um, standard that for them to get back there, not having the same pieces, you're like building a whole new team. Um, you're seeing what plays you need to run and how kind of the, the game has evolved. Um, in, in terms of like sports metaphors, I, th- I think they have what it takes, but at the same point in time, the biggest tell is going to be your customer base. How can you keep this type of customer base consistently evolved in the things that they not only love, but respect and know almost more than, um, what you're giving them? And if that's the case, they're just going to go somewhere else for their kicks. Now, yeah. That was super long, so I'm going to stop talking now. Okay, <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I, I, this is what I think is going on. 
phases one through three, I know there was less content, there was less things coming out, but it always felt, and this came from a conversation from somebody way smarter than me who runs a way larger Marvel podcast, but we we were talking about it and it's the interconnectivity of the universe seems to have gone away. We never know yep, 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 what character is going to show up and what next we've just figured out that loki's going to show up loki season two we just figured out that miss marvel is going to show up in the marvels we just figured out that you know captain america sam wilson is going to be showing up in his own movie but for the longest time we didn't know when we were going to see these characters again there was we didn't know what they're building to we got our ultimate villain supposedly in Kang defeated an Ant-Man. So it's like, can we even really be scared of this guy? He's not a Thanos. Uh, and then, you know, yeah. What are, what are we building to? What are, how are we going to connect all these different characters and stories into the same universe again? Because I, I appreciated it in phase four. They did take some big swings and some of them seem to have paid off. And some of them, I think that a lot of them didn't. And I, and I think yeah. maybe we got to get back more to the foundation of what worked really well, which is building out these characters so much we cared about them hoping that they're going to connect together and then eventually taking us down a place. We don't know how we're going to get it, but we know that all these ingredients are going to equal this. We don't know how that pie is going to turn out, but we know we need the flour. We know we need sugar. We know we need the fruit filling. We know we need all these things, but how, you know, how it turns out, we don't know, but we know what we're going to get. And I don't think we're getting that right now for the MCU. So I hope that they can figure it out. But yeah, I mean, I'm still excited for the Marvels. Um, the trailers have looked phenomenal on it. And yeah, like, I love Mo- Amon Vellani. She's a super fan. She really wants the MCU to be good too. And yeah, so uh, I don't know. I'm excited to see her. No, yeah, definitely. I, I uh, agree with all that sentiment. I think, especially when you have something as large, uh, as fan based as what you're doing to not listen to your fans, um, to kind of not delete them from the, the, the creation of things, but like, listen to what your people want to see. If you know, they want to see some stuff, show them the stuff. Like, especially because that's the end game for these large corporations. Now, maybe for the creatives within Marvel, they want to give us the best content, but maybe they're being pigeonholed by certain other bureaucratic things within a corporation. But, um, to your point, I think yeah, we can only have uh, hope for it uh, because we want to support it because we love those things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I hope they just take some lessons from what Oppenheimer did well in Barbie because those movies are crushing it right now. Yeah, um, seems like it's gonna be. This is gonna be our Scarface situation when we're older. Um, yeah. Like, oh, did you watch Oppenheimer and Barbies? Two movies are so great. One was so enlightening. The other one's the bomb. Yeah, literally. Exactly. Yeah, I think. Uh, it, yeah, I think it, this is gonna be one of those movie times in history. Like, where, where were you when you saw Infinity War? Where were you saw when you saw Endgame? Where were you when the Barbie Oppenheimer, Barbenheimer was going on? So, yeah, for sure. I love those movies. Go watch them. Uh, and uh, as always, like support. I support SAG AFTRA and the WGA. I think what they're fighting for is totally reasonable. I hope they get what they deserve. Some talks are in the works, so hopefully we can go back to business as usual and we don't get too many things delayed because this isn't affecting anything. I mean, it is affecting some things this year, but it's going to affect a lot more things, I would say, later next year and then yeah. in the following year. So let's yeah. get to it. 
Let's get to it. Um, AM, PT, or whatever it's called. AM, PM, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Any final words or thoughts? Um, no, I, the only thing to, to, to talk about is just loving, you know, be love, eat, pray, love. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, yourself, enjoy, yeah, books. joy, um, get some comparison is a thief of joy. Yeah. Um, you create a sisterhood <laughs> and then, you know, travel with those pants. Um, <laughs> exactly. but yeah. You gotta say the phrase. You know the phrase. I'm gonna say the phrase. All right. Oh shit. Uh, gotta get out of here so I don't get bitten up more by mosquitoes. Hey oh. Yeah. Thanks for sticking it with us. Woo-hoo. Ooh. The Joy Stick Show. If you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, we'd really appreciate a follow, subscribe, and a review. Just how we like chatting with our friends, please share this with yours. Feel free to join the squad and follow us at J-O-Y-S-C-H-T-I-C-K-S-H-O-W, Joystick Show on Twitter and Instagram, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you feel like submitting topics or questions to be discussed on future episodes, you can email us at joystick.show at gmail.com. As always, thank you, peace out, and make it a great rest of your week.